keep your eye on the prize is an old saying that is actually rooted in the Bible. For the redeemed, the ultimate prize is at the end of their journey on Route 7 North Obedience. That prize, the blessed hope, is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Along this journey, the opportunity to bear much fruit will be considerable. The fruit we bear, we will lay at the feet of Christ. The exit signs along Route 7 North Obedience will cover all this world's trappings from unbelief and disobedience of all forms, as well as trials and tribulations, including death itself. Don't take the exits. Keep your eye on the prize. Route 7 North Obedience is described by Jesus in Matthew chapter 7, 13 and 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Saints, keep your eye on the prize. Philippians 3:13 and 14 reads, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This journey on Route 7 North Obedience ends in eternal life. This glorious journey even fills this mortal existence with faith, hope, and purpose, and the journey begins abruptly at a place Jesus calls born again. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you been born again? Born a very real second time? Born this time of the Spirit of God? Today can be your day of salvation. Today, all your sin and shame will be washed away and all of Satan's bondages broken. Will today be your day? Just minutes from now. You can begin your quest for the prize if you will follow me in the simple prompt. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Romans 3, 3 and 4, For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. God said, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. God said, Psalms 19, verses 1 through 3, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork, Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Man said, Live life to the fullest. Eat, drink, and be merry. Lavish upon yourself the best of the wheat, the honey, and especially the wine, because that's what it's all about. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 970 that will once again certify the inerrancy of God's Holy Bible. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the building up of the blood-bought and as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one.
Take advantage of four highly beneficial God said, man said features. Number one, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Number two, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Three, imagine you can download nearly 400 hours of God said, man said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. And number four, Sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast, and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. The other day while visiting a loved one at the hospital, I saw a diagram on the wall. Under the heading Food for Thought, the human digestive system was displayed along with descriptions for each part. Here's what it said. The liver, the largest organ in the body keeps the body pure of toxins and harmful substances, produces bile, which is needed to digest foods. Bile breaks fat into smaller pieces that can be easily absorbed by the small intestines. The gallbladder, used to store bile produced by the liver. Before a meal, the gallbladder is full, but after a meal, it is completely empty. When fat is ingested, the gallbladder squeezes bile into the small intestines by way of the ducts. Gallstones are formed when the bile becomes crystallized, which can cause pain, nausea, and inflammation. The pancreas. It, re it releases insulin, which moves glucose, sugar, in your blood to muscles and cells to prevent damage caused by too much sugar. Releases of glucagon when your hyperglycemic sugar is too low. Releases digestive enzymes into your intestines. Uh, to help digest food. Damages to beta cells in this organ causes diabetes. The ascending colon brings contents from the small intestine upwards toward the transverse colon. Bacteria digest fecal matter to release vitamins. Intestinal wall absorbs water, nutrients, vitamins, and brings them into the bloodstream. Esophagus. Muscular tube connecting the throat with the stomach. Eight inches long and lined by moist tissues called mucosa. Once food enters this organ, muscles in the walls move in a wave motion to slowly squeeze the food through the esophagus. The stomach, muscular organ located in the upper left quadrant of the abdomen, receives food from the esophagus, secretes enzymes and acids to digest foods. The end of the stomach, pyloric sphincter, opens to allow the food to pass along to the small intestine. The transverse colon, longest and most mobile part of the colon, located under the stomach, contents become more solid due to loss of water. The descending colon stores feces to be emptied into the rectum, removes water, salt, nutrients, forming stool, lined with muscles to move contents along. The sigmoid colon, End of the large intestine that connects the descending colon to the rectum. Fecal matter can be stored for seven hours or more. Material is expelled when new waste material requires entry into this region. End of quotes. Humor me for a moment. Do you know what dawned on me when I read this very abbreviated description of the human digestive system? The same thought probably crossed the minds of many visiting this feature, too. What a marvel! 
What a marvel that all these body parts working in perfect harmony simply evolved from some warm and mysterious primordial soup. Evolution is such a perfect and mentally satisfying explanation. The beauty of evolution's time, chance, and need, coupled with how we all came into being via a big explosion out of theoretically nothing, well, it boggles the mind. Imagine, all of these body parts in the, in the uh, digestive system had to evolve simultaneously. And wow! Now consider something far more complex, like the human brain and its hundreds of millions of neurons and its trillions of connections, or the staggering complexities of the central nervous system, or the magnificence of the eye. And you just have to tip your hat to evolution and say, wow, 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 evolution, you make it sound so simple, as in simpleton. Instead of the ravings of evolution, should the following scripture verses more readily come to mind, Genesis 1, verse 31, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Job's 38, uh, verses 35 and 36 Canst thou send lightnings that they may go and say unto thee, Here we are? Who hath put wisdom in the inward parts? Or who hath given understanding to the heart? Psalms 139.14 I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. But those who refuse to retain God in their knowledge have a different set of biblical definers. Romans 1, 21 through 28. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up to, unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, and likewise also men leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned 
who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 18-21 For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. John chapter 3, 17 through 20. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Psalms 14, verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. And Revelation 21, verse 27, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. The camp of the ungodly have become reprobates, bound up in strong delusion, who refuse to come to the light because their deeds are evil. As a result, they have earned the biblical title of fools. At Judgment Day, they will find their names absent from the Lamb's Book of Life. The untenable theory of evolution has become carnal academia's god of choice, but this vacuous god is simply Satan dressed up in pseudo-wisdom. This God will not show up in your time of trouble. To the contrary, he will be the cause. Joe Taylor, in his book Fossil Facts and Fantasies, makes some strong, salient points. Evolution is not a fact. Will studying fossils convince one that evolution is true? I've personally studied lots of bones, fossil plants, and insect remains, and with no reservation I can say that there is simply no evidence in the fossil record of evolution. There was no primordial soup. The idea that there was a primeval world billions of years ago, covered by inorganic soup that was struck by lightning and produced a complex one-celled animal, is sheer and utter nonsense, and were it not for the need to erase God from the origin of the earth, no intelligent man would ever have endorsed it. God created the oceans and filled them with diverse life, and now rock strata all over the world are filled with the remains of them. Scientists are puzzled by the thousands of complex trilobite species that appear suddenly in the sediments. The same mystery faces them with fish. They are as diverse and as complex as any today, and they appear without ancestors. How did anything last long enough to figure out how to evolve? While no evolutionist, to my knowledge, has attempted to explain this all-important fact of life, the ability to reproduce, here is what they believe. The one-celled animal that got going due to lightning striking the ocean at the same time was able to make an exact copy of itself by splitting in two. Then somehow, 
it became little plants and somehow figured out how to reproduce very quickly. Then they made it into very complicated trilobites. No one knows how, but they managed it amazingly. Then the fish process of procreation developed, which is like nothing else, which then evolved back into the insect mode of reproduction. Then it decided to fertilize eggs in the female, leave the eggs in the water to fend for themselves. Somehow, they got animals that can't live out of the water to leave the water, where they then start skipping the abandoned egg process to let the babies hatch inside the body, then nursing the babies. These miracles of unconscious experimentation got to be dogs who came up with an ear bone that would work just fine in the water. They then lost all dog characteristics and became whales, now back in the water that they had left. Whales keep the baby inside process until the baby hatched, but somewhere in there they came up with the method of leaving eggs outside on the ground to hatch. This must have been popular with turtles, who saw crocodiles, dinosaurs, and birds laying their eggs on the ground, so they decided to do it too. And don't forget the marsupials, the shrews, kangaroos, wolves, and lions. Animal evolution is an oxymoron. Animals all come to be by the union of sperm and egg. But sperm and eggs are formed in separate bodies long before they are joined, and the ability to make sperm and eggs compatible has to be in the animal before the sperm and egg are even made. Think about it. That's not possible. It can't happen instantaneously. Instant and evolve are mutually exclusive terms. End of quotes. God's word is true and righteous altogether. The word that saves and satisfies the soul and mind. God said Romans 3, 3 and 4, for what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. God said, Second Timothy 2.13, If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. God said, Psalms 19, verses 1 through 3, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Man said, Live life to the fullest. Eat, drink, and be merry. Lavish upon yourself the best of the wheat, the honey, and especially the wine, because that's what it's all about. Now you have the record.